morning, good morning, folks. Hello, hello. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hope you're all awesome and well. Marvellous Monday. We're back at it, aren't we? Hey, good to see all of you. Jason Whitten here. If you didn't already know, that's my name. But uh, good to see a bunch of you online right now. Aaron, howdy. Fantastic to have along this morning. Adrian, happy Monday to you, mate. Good to see you. Go Gemma's in the house. Thanks for joining. Another little Wealth Coffee Chat. Been doing this for a while. Do the intros just as things are warming up. A couple of sayings around here. The idea of building a property portfolio takes a bit of time, folks. So, you know, uh, how, how it goes. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take some time. And listen, I think the simplest way to explain property investing for uh, some medium to long-term wealth is about buying good properties that you're happy to own forever. That's a long time, but let's say forever um, and uh, keep keep them. Buy well, don't sell, don't muck around, don't sort of get halfway through and jump away, jump out of the, the mix. So there you go. So that's what this show is about. Many of you are in our coaching and mentoring program. So great to see you if you're here this morning from from our coaching and mentoring. If you're not, if you're new, if you are, whatever it is, let us know in the chat. It's great to hear from you. Uh, we've got David. David. Sounds like a. We'll keep going. Doesn't matter what's going on. If it, we'll work it out. Hey, good to see you. This morning, uh, interesting article um, over the weekend that I thought I might talk about. It's the idea. It's the idea of the difference between the difference between uh, cost and value. Cost and value. Um, there's the drill. This is what I saw on the weekend. I thought we might uh, wax a bit of lyrical about this for a minute or two. Looks like the internet's back now, full strength, so hopefully that's better, folks. Um, median annual fees for financial advice have soared to 3700 but research says that most people are only willing to pay $500. Wow. I've got an opinion about that in a minute. Um, you know, financial advice figure is blown out by 48%. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, in 2007, there's 3 million, 3 million Aussies. Check this out. 3 million Aussies receiving professional advice. And then, uh, we'll get rid of that. And then, so there's 3 million in 2007, right? And then it's dropped to 1.8 million despite, you know, population growth over that period. So, you know, um, yeah, the reason that happened, the reason that happened, well, there's a fair few reasons, but one thing that happened in 2018, does anyone know what happened in 2018? Check this out. It was the Haynes Commission and the APRA investigation. So, you know, here's what happened. The government, and in their all their glory, does an investigation, finds some things that they should have been managing better anyway, in the first place, polaxes, absolutely polaxes in industry, mortgage broking, financial planning, and so on, right? 
And, uh, you know, the banks got in a lot of trouble, right? They ditched it. Um, so it swung so far. Check that out. 2018, Bush down, right? Number of advisors, median number of advisors down. The um, or oh, the average uh, amount that the advisors were charging. Hang on, there we go. Went up. Now, I don't see a big problem personally about making sure that advisors, people who are taking care of you, are remunerated effectively. But, you know, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the issue. Here's my issue with this, right? You know, we have, there's a bit of a complaint about, oh, you know, what's going on? You know, Aussies aren't, you know, oh, it's too costly for, you know, financial advice. So tell me in the chat, let's just do a little poll here because this is where I think I want to check in on the psychology, the wealth psychology, the wealth psychology. So tell me, in the chat, just give us a figure and a number. I want two numbers. Uh, into the future, let's call it 20 years from today, 20 years from today, approximately, what do you want your uh, your wealth to be worth? Now, this could include you know, your home, some investment properties, a share portfolio. Uh, it can include, you know, a commercial property. It can include your business. Like net uh, ballpark. What do you want your wealth to be worth and what income do you want to create from it? Okay, so I'll give you an example. You know, $8 million worth of wealth creating $200,000 worth of income. Put that in the chat for me. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat for me right now. Um. What's your, what's your numbers? Is You can, you know, shorthand it or whatever because I want to check in on something here because this is the interesting thing. I think there's a disconnection between, you know, I think there's a disconnection in this conversation when it comes to wealth. Most people don't understand that the difference between cost and value, cost and value, folks, Cost and value. What is the number? Give it a, just a bit of a whirl in the chat. What's your what's your rough number? You know, five mil, three mil, two mil, eight mil. What's the number? And your income. All right. Make uh, what passive income do you want um, as you as you go along? Now, I don't know. No, I've got uh, Jimmy here saying five million. All right. All right, what's your number, folks? So let's just take it. Let's just say for most people I sit down with, all right, most people I sit down with, on average, they say at some point in the future, some point in the future, let's say 20 years from now, from today, they would like their wealth, you know, to have anywhere between three and eight million dollars worth of wealth. And often anywhere between a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars of passive income. Passive income. Right. So three million to eight million, three to eight million, hundred to two hundred thousand dollars of passive income. And often, and often we're talking about this being very efficient. Much of this income can be structured to be low tax or no tax, right? So the question, here's the question. Get ready in the chat for me on this one, right? Get ready in the chat for me on this one, right? Perfect, right? 10 million, eight years time, 3,000 per week. 
I like it, Jimmy. Right? I think three to four million, 250K massive income. Perfect, David. Right? So, you know, this is the sort of thing we're sort of thinking, right? Okay. Happy days. Now, let me ask you this question. And uh, um, Jimmy and David, whoever else is listening in, you know, we're looking to achieve something pretty significant over here, quite a lot of dollars. Along the way, along the way, if you were here today and um, I said to you, I said to you, all right, well, listen, I, list, I said, listen, if you were to invest $3,750 per year, per year, and that would go a long way to helping you achieve that goal, right? So $3,750 a year, right? Let's do the math on this, right? So 3,750 times that by 20 years, 75 grand, right? So would you invest $3,750 a year, which is tax deductible anyway, right? Would you invest $3,750 a year to help you achieve, let's say, uh, $10 million and $3,000 a week per cash flow? Uh, $4 million and a $250,000 income, probably tax-free if you've done it right. Would you invest that? Like, put it in the chat, give me a yes or a no. Do you think that it'd be worth investing to get all the info, to get all the assistance, to get to help stay on track, to understand the rules, to follow the process, to increase the likelihood of that um, significantly, if not, you know, 10, 20, 50 fold? right? Um, you don't. If you're crazy, you don't. You're dead right, folks, all right? Um, hell yes. And this is the interesting thing, which I think, you know, was it's a pretty interesting conversation. You know, most Aussies are only willing to pay $500 for some financial advice, right? Um, big yes for Jimmy. Brendan asked a question here, sort of, you know, does the three to eight million have an optimal LVR? Well, uh, it does, Brendan, based on the income. So it doesn't have to be a zero debt, folks. It's a zero debt. And depends on how, you know, where you are in the strategy will depend, Brendan, on you, you always want to have access to lending in one way, shape or form until... That's it. You're done. Um, you know, no more, right? Um, which means keeping loan to value ratios open. I like the idea, Brendan. When you get your overall portfolio ratio below fifty percent, below fifty percent loan to value ratio, some magical things happen. You know, your cash flow is significant. Um, you know, your ability to um, you know far outweigh any increases in costs, you know, um, with your rent is, you know, a no-brainer, okay? So uh, between 30 and 50% is optimal, loan-to-value ratio. Zero, no debt on your principal place of residence, Brendan, is um, no owner-occupier debt on your principal place of residence is, um, 
is important, is important, all right, um, because it's not tax deductible. It's not, um, it's, not, uh, it's not there, all right? Yeah, so and this is the interesting thing. How do, like, you know, how, how does the average Aussie think that $500 a year, how do they think $500 a year is going to help them financially? And this is not like a, you know, a, you know, a judgment. This is a, a conversation. This is something. Let me go over here. Like the gap, the gap is massive, right? The gap of here, five hundred dollars, right? Um, and uh, oh, that's the cap, not the gap. The gap is massive, you know, to understanding wealth and money, you know, uh, over time. You know, the gap is huge, right? Uh, for me, I believe the understanding, the gap here, you know, is an issue with, like, knowledge, right? Knowledge, uh, you know, comfort, understanding, understanding of what it is. Yep. <laughs> Get a coach. Dead right, Alison. Dead right. So... I think the thing in here, there's this conversation, and I've done this once or twice before, where, you know, uh, what do I get? Do I get advice? Um, do I get uh, a coach? Do I get a mentor? Uh, or do I get someone who has done it? Let's call it someone experienced, right? Experienced. And I'll just give you an example in this sort of space right here. Now, in the world of property investing, you might find someone who, you know, has bought eight properties, right? Uh, and uh, they've got experience and they might, you know, be a mentor. Now, this person may have built their property portfolio on, you know, a, let's say renovating. Nothing wrong with renovating. It's a strategy that works a treat. Many people make a lot of money out of it and it works, works absolutely fine. Does it, it? It's not my strategy. I dislike renovating. I'm not a renovator. Um, it's, it takes too much of my time, right? Um, I prefer something else. So I've got a different strategy, right? So if you pick up a mentor, um, if you pick up a mentor that says the only way to do it is to uh, buy and renovate, but you don't have the time nor the inclination, will that work, right? So this is the thing when we as investors need to understand, we need to understand, you know, what is advice. And in the world of, you know, in our world, you get advice from financial planners, you get advice from accountants, all right, and you get advice from finance brokers, right? They're licensed, they're licensed and sadly, well, maybe, maybe not sadly, more importantly, they are restricted legally with a framework i don't necessarily agree with the framework but they have a framework which is designed to keep you safe probably you know in in my experience very like extremely conservative okay so that's fine nothing wrong with that but if that's the the limit the the limit to your engagement then you know if you go to a financial planner and say, oh, I'm going to start a business and I want to be, I, don't know, I want to start Facebook or whatever, right? 
they won't say, oh, well done, get into it, be an entrepreneur, go. That's a really safe financial idea. <laughs> like they won't and they're not licensed to. You know, accountant might help you out. You know, they might go, oh, we'll, we'll make sure the, the numbers work or whatever. Uh, you know, a finance broker is like, well, if you quit your job and start your own business, you can't, you can't borrow money, so I wouldn't do that, right? So these advisors, very well-meaning in their swim lanes, in their boxes, you know, we've got to understand the extent of their capacity, right? You know, a coach, by the way, a coach is someone who can go, well, let's expand this idea and come up with strategies and ideas, help you brainstorm, and then you find the right people to do the right things at the right time for you, all right? But again, all of that is some us as investors understanding what money, what investment would we make to go from zero to, you know, three to five to $10 million worth of wealth over here. Understanding the gap and understanding what to invest in and when is pretty important. But listen, at the end of the day, um, all of you, all of you know this, all of you are very aware of, which I think is great, you know, um, get the right team. Alison talking about it here. We, we've talked about it for a while. I talk about the six-star team, folks. You, you need to have a six-star team. The team that are on the same page helping you go forward with your chosen direction and, uh, you know, they don't argue with each other. You know, they get together and they help you get where you want to go, all right? Um, so there you go. Anyway, that's about it from me today. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. I think, uh, um, what do you think? Well, I know what most of you think listening in right now. Listen, you are... If you want to make $10 million, you need to find someone who knows about making $10 bucks. And someone you pay $500 a year to is not wealthy from investing, right? So anyway, that's a whole nother wealth coffee chat. We'll do that one another time. Anyway, there you go, folks. Yeah, that's right. Find those people, Brendan. Not only find them, but make sure... Make sure there's like some coaching framework around it. And this is the part that I, I think is pretty important too. Um, a mad mentor, which can be a mad scientist, um, if they don't have some, if they don't have some frameworks to help you understand what you're up to and apply the knowledge and so on, then they can send you down the garden path as well. I've found it over time. Anyway, wealth coffee chat done and dusted. Plenty going on today. Um, join me tomorrow. Um, thanks for joining us, folks. Really appreciate you guys along this morning. Um, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. We do it each day. Um, Jason, you didn't remember that. Now you do. Um, that's it. We're done, folks. Join me tomorrow. You guys be awesome and well. Uh, till then, bye for now.